Coming to you live from Kudu Studios with Vian Isaac. It's Sounds About Music. Sounds About Life. How to create a second album featuring Vian Isaac and guests. Hello, everybody. My name is Vian Isaac, and this is Sounds About Music, a podcast about how an indie artist like myself creates music in the heart of Music City, Nashville. This week, I explore five principles that drive my well-being when it comes to songwriting and life in general. These five principles include endeavoring to pursue truth, practicing delayed gratification, Creating an environment of stillness, practicing gratitude, and practicing joy. If you want to hear about how all these elements contribute to the art of making music and living life, then listen on. As always, if you want to hear the full podcast, join my album number two club. You'll also be supporting the creation of my album by going to vianisaac.com slash soundsaboutmusic. You definitely want to stick around till the end. There's a special surprise waiting for you. Without further ado, here we go. Hello, everybody. Episode number 10. I am so excited to be here. So where am I at with creating art? I am so close to having a fully-fledged idea. And it seems that as I have been pursuing certain concepts that I sorely need more of in my life, these ideas are showing up in the music. They are also becoming more abundant the more I focus on them. So today, I want to share some principles I have been implementing for the last year or so in my life. The idea behind principles. Well, I'm a very emotional guy. I follow my heart when I create art and have applied my romanticist ideals towards life to color it. However, as I'm getting older, I am realizing that alongside the energetic vitality of my life that gives me the ability to create my art, I also need more structured principles. A principle is an external foundational unchanging idea that I can reference. This is very helpful for an emotional guy like myself. When the emotions take over a bit too much, I can always refer to some of my principles to set things into balance again. So if you're an emotional person or if you want to kind of get behind the scenes of the principles that drive Vian Isaac as an artist and as a person, then this podcast is definitely for you. So here are the principles I have been practicing lately. Number one. I will endeavor to pursue telling the truth to myself and others. Number two, I will practice delayed gratification. Number three, I will create an environment where I can be still and listen more. Number four, I will practice gratitude in all situations. Number five, I will choose to be joyful in this adventurous life. Now, obviously, principles are idealized, and these are sort of like my goals. These are the things I'm setting my sights on, and sometimes I don't achieve them in the way that I want to, but they are the things I am after. 
So I'm going to dive into each one of these principles a little more and tie each one of them back to being a creative individual and how I apply these principles to my art. I really feel that emotional creativity and structured principle are two forces that both need to play a role in my life in order for me to become a well-rounded person. So I feel like this is important stuff. Number one, the pursuit of truth. So emotions are wonderful for songwriting, but can perhaps sometimes color my vision a bit too much when it comes to real life. Many times I felt overly strong about something only to realize I was living out of my emotions rather than seeing reality as it actually is. There's many examples of this in relationships, even in writing songs and business decisions as well. I'm starting to learn with myself that I have a pessimistic nature sometimes. So a way for me to identify when I'm living emotionally rather than seeing things a bit more through the lens of truth is when I become very negative on myself or on what I'm doing. I'm learning that that is not the truth, but rather an emotional tendency. So how do I pursue truth or how do I pursue the principle of truth, the principle of being truthful with myself and others? Well, it took me a while to get to this point, but first I need to admit that I may not be right in any moment, even if I feel like I am right. I think a great place to start for myself is to assume I'm wrong until proven otherwise. And I need to be very careful with this because it's not a way to degrade myself. There, there are, there's a certain attitude you can adopt where you think, well, nothing I think matters. And that's not what I'm saying here at all. What I'm saying is when it comes to certain emotional responses and when it comes to certain things I think about myself and about the world, I need to be very careful before I make a 100% committed decision to that is the truth of life. Because I'm realizing that truth is a very dangerous thing. And what I mean by that is it, it can really limit you if you decide to make something true that perhaps isn't. I don't think I would have ever become an artist or a songwriter if I believed the truth that I was not good or I couldn't become good at writing songs. The truths we tell ourselves really are the borders of our selfdoms. And so those borders need to be really well defined and really well thought out. And I think there's a lot of truths in my life that I just assumed were true without really ever thinking about them. So kind of dismantling each foundational thought and seeing wh where does this stem from? Is this a, a thought that paints me in too negative of a light or does it aggrandize me too much? Is it affecting people around me in a negative way or is it being helpful? I think pursuing truth and telling the truth to myself is an incredibly time-consuming task and a task where I may need some help. So the first thing is to really 
pursue questioning those foundational truths that I just assume are true. And I'm not talking about big life truths even. I'm just talking about in any situation. If I all of a sudden tell myself something in my head in a certain situation about myself or about someone else, you know, let's say it's negative or let's say it's, it could be anything. And then I just assume, well, that's the truth and I live out of that. That's a very interesting mechanism and one that I think warrants a little bit of study, especially if I find myself in constant patterns that I don't like to find myself in. So, number one, first I need to admit that I may not be right in any moment, even if I feel completely like it's the truth. The second is I need to research and reference with other loving people in my life about what I'm thinking. I believe that the truth of myself will become more apparent in a community setting. I think isolation leads to feedback loops in my mind when it comes to telling myself stories and telling telling myself truths that maybe aren't true. And then the third is, I think, a state of self-reflection. I need to continually become better at identifying my internal state and realize where I'm at emotionally. Those are sort of three actions I take to apply this principle. Admitting at first that I may not be right about something. Secondly, referencing with loving people around me what my thought patterns are and getting feedback from them. And then thirdly, becoming better at self-identifying my emotional state and my internal thought process. And I think, especially with that last one, some ways in which I have done this in the last year is through meditation, prayer, and even songwriting, which I believe is a form of prayer. So how does this apply to my artistry and to songwriting? Well, when it comes to songwriting, I am pursuing to be truthful within myself during the creation of this album. This means some songs may not make it on to the record, not because they are poorly constructed musically, but rather because they perhaps depict something untrue about myself or the world around me. Songwriting more and more is becoming a way for me to recognize how my emotional state is along with what I believe to be true. And belief and truth, I'm also learning, are different. So where, I'm, where, I'm, where am I at now? Well, where I'm at is my songs are a little notification and they let me know that the subject I'm busy writing about could be explored a little deeper to see if there's any truth underneath. There are little question marks, each song. And many times the question marks lead to a better understanding of myself or about love or loss or any of those subjects. So I think the pursuit of truth and being truthful with myself and others is a foundational element to writing songs that mean something to me. So the second principle is practicing patience. I have really learned that delayed gratification, in one sense, I'm really good at, but in another sense, it is quite a hard thing for me. You see, I'm a very intuitive, gut-driven person, and I often make decisions very quickly based on my gut feel. This has many times been a really, really good thing, but sometimes it hasn't, or sometimes when I misread my motivations, it, it led to some trouble. So lately, I've realized that there is no rush 
in life when it comes to important decisions. And anyone telling you otherwise is either trying to sell you something or make you feel deficient in some way. Patience, patience, patience. My dad always taught me, if you don't know what to do when it comes to a choice, do nothing until you know. And this has really been a great foundation, foundational element to the idea of practicing patience in my life. There's nothing wrong with taking your time. So how do I practice patience? Well, lately, with the help of the wonderful, loving people around me, I have been practicing an idea of sleeping on any decision I make. So the moment I make a decision, I sleep on it one more day. And if in the next 24 hours, I still feel the same after I wake up, then I can maybe take action when it comes to that decision. Second thing I do is I talk to a lot of people, a lot of people that I trust, my, my, my crew, the people that I know love me and want the best for me. I talk to them about the decisions I want to make and get their feedback. It's so important. Community is so important when it comes to these things. I also consider what could go wrong with the choices I make. And I do this without becoming pessimistic. And this is especially important in a business setting. Whenever I make business decisions, sign new contracts, move forward with my career as an artist, the number one driving principle is I hope for the best but expect the worst. And what I mean by that is when it comes to the contracts between the entities that I work with to release music, I always ask myself, okay, what's the absolute worst that could happen? And does the contract cover what that thing is? And if it doesn't, then I negotiate to put it in. And, you know, you can feel like you may be insulting the other party by going about it this way because it can seem quite pessimistic if you say, well, what if you steal everything or what if you, you know, walk away or whatever? But at least in business, I've realized that applying that principle, but having a great attitude and communicating, hey, I, I don't believe any of this stuff is going to happen, but I'm just going to put it in. We should just put it in. Having that sort of an attitude of I'm so excited, but at the same time, really thinking about worst case scenarios is a very helpful way for me to start orienting myself in the right direction. And that takes time. So... Uh, applying patience there too. Another way in which I practice this is I focus on being willing to wait or walk away from any opportunity or decision. I, I've realized that when I make poor decisions, it's usually because I want something too much or I want to avoid something else too much. I think underneath patience is a sense of bravery. I've realized for me, it's easy to make choices quickly and not think them through because then I don't have to blame myself if something goes wrong or at least I have the out of well I didn't think of that what I'm learning is patience takes bravery the next principle is savoring stillness savoring the quiet how interesting for a musician to say that stillness is vital to pursuing these other principles so I've come to believe that stillness is so important to my well-being, so much so 
that I've gotten rid of my smartphone and in return gotten a classic flip phone. I did this because I found myself in any moment where I was still or just sitting, the first thing I would do is reach for my phone and open up Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and just start scrolling. And it got to the point where if I wasn't in a situation where I could take out my phone, I would feel a sense of anxiety. I reflected on this more and more and just realized I had a reliance on my phone that was robbing me of stillness. So a few weeks ago, I turned in my smartphone and got a classic flip phone that can just make calls. And I've got to say the first few days were really interesting and the sense of anxiety when I don't have something to distract myself was quite palpable. However, that slowly started going away. And now there is some time for stillness, some time to think. And for this, I'm really grateful. I try not to take work home with me. And that's a, that's a tricky one. And I try to limit how much I watch movies, TV shows, and just sit on social media and scroll. These are, these are tough things to do. And it takes kind of a, a constant vigilance. Maybe it's a bit drastic to go from smartphone to flip phone, but it has really been wonderful for my mind. And it's really decreased my sense of anxiety a lot. How do I practice stillness? I think the first thing is acceptance. If I'm sitting in a room and there's nothing to do, I think for the last two weeks, I've just decided to accept it and just to accept sitting there, which seems so basic. But I wonder how many folks today really struggle with that because of all the tech we have around us. Again, two things I think are just so important in life is meditation and prayer. So I try to take every morning, set aside time to be still, meditate on the things that I'm pursuing, and say a prayer of gratitude for the things I have. I recognize that stillness teaches. I'd encourage you to take 10 minutes every morning to just see what thoughts occur in your mind. It, it could be very telling. It, it was for me. How do I apply these, uh, these ideas about stillness to my music? Well, songwriting is the art of listening. I'll say that again. Songwriting is the art of listening. I listen for the muses. I listen for the songs happening in the air all around me. And I listen to myself and the songs happening in my heart. So like many of these other principles, I've really come to believe that stillness and pursuing stillness is foundational to songwriting and creating. All music begins with a breath of stillness. The fourth principle is going for gratefulness, practicing gratitude. And again, this is another foundational belief in my life currently. Everything begins with gratitude. Gratitude is the initial choice on how I will view the world. After gratitude comes everything else. It seems to me that life is a big adventure with wild ups and downs. It also seems to me that beauty permeates even in the darkest places. It can reach the darkest places. The story of redemption is a part of my life all the time, every day. Even in the darkest, lowest places, there's always a choice for redemption, and that really is a beautiful thing. When I engage in seeing things from a perspective of gratitude, I begin to feel 
what I do matters, even if it's just to me, that I am part of a grand narrative, the grand narrative of my life. Gratitude makes me feel larger than life. When I become resentful instead of grateful, my life shrinks smaller and smaller. It seems that gratitude begets more gratitude and resentment begets more resentment. So I've been in the lows and the grips of resentment and now know that living out of gratefulness keeps me light even in hard times. So to paraphrase Jordan Peterson, you can always make things worse with your attitude, no matter how bad things are. So how does gratitude apply to my music? Well, I say a prayer of gratitude before each day. Music is the force I dance with every day. She is wonderfully playful and serious and frivolous and deep. The more I say thank you, the more she moves and the more we dance. The final principle is practicing joy. So all this ends in joy. And I'm learning more and more that joy is not a pursuit in itself, but it seems that when I apply some of these principles, in spite of how I feel and where I'm at, the result eventually becomes joy. A joy to be alive and to explore the future bravely. Life is a wonderful adventure with the joyful aim of love and light. Thank you so much. I hope you all have a great week. I can't wait to share more music with you, and I am grateful for all of you. This is the end of the first section of episode 10. If you want to hear the full section with the surprise at the end, definitely go to vianisaac.com slash soundsaboutmusic and sign up to become an album number two member. You get special perks, behind-the-scenes footage, demos, songs, and then the full episode every week. Thank you so much and have a great week.